0: On TV, online,
1: and on top of Old Smoky, this is EPT Not Live. On top of Old Smoky, all covered with cheese. Hello, my babies. It is EPT Not Live. We are post-vacation. Welcome back, us. I went to L.A., James went to Finland. We've got two TV shows to recap, both from EPT London. we got some poker news, another edition of Superfan vs. Stapes. I am now two and two. We've got guest Theo Jorgensen on later in the show. Also, on the ones and twos today, we've got Gilly on the sound drops. And he is not doing anything. That's cool gilly on the sound drops maybe next week soundboard problems he's shrugging he's shrugging everyone he's shrugging he's freaking out his little top knot there we go i heard something that was el toro he's working on it. just join us in the show when you can top knot don't worry about it it's just fine and uh, let me introduce to you guys my friend my cohort my co-worker mr james hardigan what a wonderfully auspicious start to the show, after
0: we're all rested, refreshed, and recharged after our holidays, and already... I think
1: that stuff makes this show interesting. I like it when stuff doesn't work. <laughs> That's you. That is very, very you. Trust me, the audience likes it too. They love it. James, welcome back. How was, uh, how was Finland? Awesome. Skiing up in the Arctic Circle, staying in this wonderful
0: cabin, or ModCon, satellite TV, own kitchen, etc. But, do you know what was the one thing it didn't have? and this is a positive, not a negative, didn't have Wi-Fi.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. I was cut off
0: from the internet for a week, and it's amazing. I realized something. and I know that you're going to be in tune with this, and I'm sure many people listening will feel this as well. The amount of time we now waste in our lives sitting on the sofa, either on our smartphones or tablets, looking at, listening to, and watching shit. Just shit after shit after shit. And the great thing is
1: you pick up your phone and say, oh, don't have any internet. I'll find something else to do. I'll pick up a book. So much shit. by the way, thanks for listening to EPT Not live, uh, which uh, also is included in that shit I might add. but still, I completely agree. I uh, didn't have the same situation, but I did you know I didn't turn on the the internet on my phone for a few days after I got. To Los Angeles. And it was great. You talk to your friends. Yeah. You get to know people. Actually in person rather than on email or on instant
0: messenger or via social media, you actually talk to people face to face. Yeah. It's, 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 I really recommend it. Just cutting yourself off for just a few days. I don't
1: think it's something you can really appreciate either until you become like a grown-up and you have like that first sort of high-pressure job, how great it can be to turn your phone off because I used to look at no internet as a negative and now it's a big-time positive. Absolutely. I uh, I got sick. I got sick on vacation. What well, sucks. Yeah, it did suck, especially because I went to a... I actually dipped out of L.A. for a couple days and had a, a cheeky little date, like a two-day date with someone... That uh, I had been talking to online for a while. Where did you go? I went to Vegas. Oh, nice. I went to Vegas for two days, and I won't say much other than I didn't end up meeting my own hotel room, and like, I I feel kind of I feel kind of girlfriendy. About this one, so I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say too much. Too late. Yeah, I know. But I uh, and I but I woke up feeling really ill, and I went to uh, I went and ended up having to go to the doctor in Los Angeles, and I went to this walk in clinic in Hollywood. And my friend was like, "Look, if you're gonna go see a doctor, go to this walk in clinic in Hollywood. The doctor there is smoking hot."
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's your motivating factor when going to the doctor. Must find someone who's smoking hot. Not the fact that I'm sick and unable to be around this person who I've just met who may or may not be the love of my life. Let me find a smoking hot doctor.
1: Yes. Well, the thing is, the smoking hot doctor doesn't doesn't hurt the cause. And so I went on Google and all of the walk-in clinics in the area have horrible reviews, like two-star reviews on average. And this particular one had five stars. So it was a nice walk-in clinic. Also the doctor. My friend didn't do her justice. She looked like Persian Jennifer Aniston. Like she, like, you know me, I don't like get really tongue-tied around women. I was pretty tongue-tied around her. And my friend was like, dude, you got to ask her if she wants to come hang out for the weekend because like I'm always, we're always, she's like really flirty. She calls you hun and he's like, you get just go for it. And the thing is, I felt really awkward about asking someone out. Who you would just, can't do that. Who you would just can't pre-
0: go in well, there, have a medical inspection, get your prescription for antibiotics yeah. and go, so dinner this weekend?
1: Yeah, you can't. It's really awkward asking someone out who, you, who just prescribed you antibiotics. Like it's just not really no, a cool no. thing to do. Uh, but I had, a, I had a good vacation. I went on another cool podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I am sorry, James, but there are other podcasts in the world and I went on suicide girls radio as you, you put betrayed it, me as you put it last time the show with the porn stars. Yeah, which I stand by their nude models. Yeah, but there's a you see, this is this is one of those
0: classic two nations divided by language. Okay. Because in England, when you say porn, yeah. it breaks down into kind of two Is Playboy porn? Yes. It's softcore porn. That is so ridiculous. So Playboy's softcore porn and then like what you would call porn, yeah. like adult movies.
1: Okay. That's hardcore porn. So when I go to the uh, the National Portrait Gallery and there's some fatty from like the eight hundreds in Greece with like her tits spilling out everywhere. That's is art. That... That's oh culture. that's That's art. Because it's, all, it's paint on a canvas
0: that makes it art. Buddy, it is hilarious. There is actually a department in this country. There is a, The director of public prosecutions has to decide, based on the terms
1: of the Obscene Publications Act, what is art and what is obscenity. You guys have, you do so much right here in this country. You really do. And then some of it is so fucking backwards. It's We've got, got better over the years. These days, pretty much anything flies. But there was a time when like
0: loads of stuff got seized and impounded because it's like, oh no, nudes, sex.
1: You had to seized baby bottles because they had nipples on them, things like that. Not quite that bad, but it wasn't far off. Anyway, so I went on this podcast and I was coming back from Vegas and I saw that my, friend's po- my friend on our podcast was going to have this comedian on named Dana Gould. Now, he may not mean a lot to English people, but he is one of the best stand-up comics in America. He wrote for The Simpsons in its heyday, like when you and I were still watching The Simpsons like season's three when it was 13. really
0: good when it was, when it was probably the best show on tv at yeah that
1: time. absolutely and so he was there for all that and he punches up tons of hollywood scripts so my friend was like do you want to come on the show we're having another comedian on and i was like do you mean by other comedian do you mean dana gould and she was like yes i do so i flew back from vegas that day i was not feeling well as i said went on the show and it's really funny because uh i wanted to know my role which is that I'm like second banana for sure. Like there's a big a big comedy star on the show, but also I didn't want to just sit there laughing at his jokes. And so... That's a really tough balance because you don't
0: want to steal his airtime. You don't want to do that classic thing where you're kind of like interrupting his flow but also you don't want to fade into the background.
1: Absolutely. And so it was a difficult balancing act. And if you guys watch it, it's on, it's a show's called Suicide Girls Radio. And I think you can find it on a site called tradiov.com. You can see a couple times where I'm like elbowing, elbowing my way into the spotlight a little bit and trying to have a little bit of airtime versus Dana Gould. And I think I held my own. Now, I didn't do it very smoothly all the time, but the things that I said were worth it, I think, in the end. OK, well, you can check that out.
0: And many people have continued to check out our podcast. And the feedback, Joe, continues to be very, very positive. I think it's fair to say that people missed us while we were on holiday. They missed the fact there wasn't an episode last week. Uh, Jamie Robinson tweets to say, ran through EPC Not Live podcast today. Hilarious. Keep up the good work, Stapes and Hartigan. Uh, Glenn Webber was catching up on the latest episode during a 20-plus-hour drive to Florida. Whoa. So Glenn says, I actually needed a podcast that was as long as Malta's final table.
1: I think that a 20-hour drive is worth getting out of Florida, but I'm not sure it's worth getting to <laughs> Florida. Andy Gibbons actually uh, tweeted a photograph of some poker
0: chips because he was listening to hashtag EPT not Live during his regular Monday night pub game. He claims that the uh, podcast is his lucky charm and that he is running good. Uh, how's this for a company man then? I mean, Dave Goodger describes himself as corporate. I've got PokerStars UK on my lappy, so He's watching the EPT. on. Uh, so he's, he's playing PokerStars on his laptop. He's watching the EPT on TV. And he's listening to EPT Not Live on his iPhone. Playing PokerStars. It's the only thing you're missing. Play uh, Poker Stars. Will Ho not happy. Uh, James Hartigan spoiled Game of Thrones for me. Oh, and I, yeah. And I used to like you over states. I honestly thought that even if you have not seen season one by now, everyone knows what happens at the end of season one. I went in, I think two years after it aired, knowing that a certain cast member was not going to make it to the end of the season, and it didn't spoil it for
1: me. But Will, I'm sorry. Oh, let's send Will a basket of apology kittens. Activate the kittens! Yes! Gilly, okay, there we go! First, okay, I'm going to do this one. Hold on. Oh, I, Can you give yourself a round of applause? yes okay oh better late than never uh <laughs>
0: stefan uh thought the last episode was hilarious once again and just for the record you are not mediocre you're awesome oh that's course, nice to, thanks stefan to mr Jakobsen. uh michelle says reminder don't listen to epc not live in public really hilarious podcast i guess michelle i don't know had a explosion of some kind at sploosh the, the hilarity of our last that's show hot. Uh, but thank you very much for your kind words, your kind feedback. The hashtag is EPT not live on Twitter. It's also the hashtag to use, by the way, if you want to apply to be a contestant on Superfan vs. Stapes.
1: So before we get going uh, with the rest of the show, there's this. I, I had this dream a long time ago, and I've been I've been waiting for a spot in the show to tell this story. I don't ever have sex dreams. Like I really don't. Sorry, just to be clear.
0: You are now going to recount a dream. Yes, well, you're going to be one of those people who bores everyone
1: with their (sighs) dreams. It's poker related. It's poker-related, so I figured it's... Oh,
0: oh, in that case, go for it.
1: Uh, well, everyone you know, has poker dreams, but this this isn't a poker dream per se. First of all, I have to say that, look, it's a sex dream. And as people say, I think there's a line from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where like dreams are like looking through someone else's photo album. If you're not in it and nobody's naked, then it's boring. But someone is naked in this dream. Now, I never have sex dreams. I think it's probably because I handle my affairs... Twice, thrice, four times nightly, okay? Okay, so
0: your definition of sex dream, and I need to be clear here, doesn't actually involve any physical action, it's purely mental.
1: Um, yes, but I, I've, I don't think I've ever had a quote unquote wet dream in my life. Maybe one that I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I don't have dreams where, in which I have sex, like very rarely occasionally I'll kiss someone. There'll be like a smooch. I'll wake up like more romantically in love than like turned on from a sex dream. But I did have a sex dream recently and it involved a poker player. It was very bizarre. I was, uh, lay, I was laying on a couch Nude in the nude and on on laying on top of me on my right arm is a girl that I had been seeing completely nude. Oh, there's a menage a trois Yeah, and then laying in my left arm is another girl completely nude. Liv Bree. I was certain you were going to say Daniel Negreanu. No, no, Liv. Believe it or not, and so I'm just kind of laying there, and I've got this girl that i like was really into at the time we're not dating anymore but i was like really really into her and liv who is my friend who i i'm not gonna lie i've carried a torch for in the past but it's it's been a long time it's been over and the three of us are just sort of laying there and chatting and it's like almost sort of sexier that were just sort of like chilling and chatting. This anecdote promised so much and is delivering so little. You're sitting there with two women chatting. We're like, no, but we're like just cuddling and having a good time and just sort of being all wiggly. I mean... I assume that if you've had an experience like this, you probably wouldn't say it on the air. I, I've had, I've been lucky enough to have experiences like this before in my life, and it's just kind of fun. And you're kind of like you're working your way up to it. There's no need oh, to I dive okay. right into it at okay. this point. So we're all kind of chatting and smooching. Can we when, fast forward to the exciting stuff? Well, it does. the the The, 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 the thing is that next live is like this is boring.
0: This well, is boring.
1: I, 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 I agree. And she says, "Hey, do you have any? Uh, do you have any massage oil?" Do you have any oil? And at this point, I don't know what to do. And at this point, like the
0: 70s music kicks in. It's like, waka waka waka.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because like, yeah, I want this to happen. But I like, I like this girl and Liv and I are just friends. Do I really want to? And what about, and what about Liv's boyfriend? And I'm just like, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Like, when am I going to be in this situation again? At which point, Liv's mom walks into the room and asks if we need anything. And then Liv asks her mom for the massage oil. Like, hey, can we get the massage oil? And I am just mortified Have you this. Have
0: you told Liv this story? No. Well, great news, Joe, because now's your opportunity. Because on the line are both Liv Burry and her mom, Elaine. Welcome to EPT Not Live.
1: Hi. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, Joe. Hi, uh, um, uh, hi guys. Oh, <laughs> hello.
2: What's this
1: all about? Then? So I, I uh, Elaine, is it okay if I call you Elaine? Of course, yeah. Uh, I had I had a sex stream uh, and you were in it, and I I hope that's all. I don't know to ask permission or forgiveness. I don't even know what to what to do. Well, maybe I'm honored. Are, <laughs> are you honored?
2: What I, is I, this I, I call that? bullshit on that. And you don't tell my husband that, but. Well,
1: hopefully he doesn't listen to EPT not live.
0: Mother, <laughs> you can't encourage him like this. We oh, about you know what Joe's been like yeah. in the past, and
3: now Joe, this is—I mean, I, I appreciate your honesty and 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 so on, but I mean, this is just—is it weird? Is just
0: stop.
1: Yes, I mean, my mom <sighs> in a dream as well, and 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 so on, and like,
0: don't forget and, the other girl.
1: I guess I mean on the other girl. I mean, I guess in your dream, I'm proud that I'm the one that initiated it, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Geez, this is this is so this we is need to story
1: tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah? Well Liv, look it's it, to be fair this dream isn't far from the truth because I have uh, we're at your mom's house by the way in the dream and I have been naked in your mom's house before
2: That's true and I, I yeah, that's true. He had a shower because he was all covered in mud <laughs> and I had to pass some a towel into him. But, you know, that's... <laughs> <way I went. laughs>
1: so I'm just thinking this whole thing was just a culmination of just weird experiences, past experiences, maybe future experiences. Mostly fantasy. Mostly Most, fantasy. Mostly fantasy. But, uh, um, well...
2: well you know, it happens in adolescence and maybe it continues on throughout life as well.
1: Do you think that if that situation actually happened and you walked into the room and I was under, we were under a blanket, by the way, if it was me, your daughter yes. and another young lady all under a blanket, what would your reaction actually be? Would you <laughs> offer to get us anything?
0: Um, a cup of tea. So English. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> stiff upper lip and all that right you just pretend like nothing's happening <laughs> oh there's nothing happening under the blanket over there just uh, how about some tea maybe, for everyone
2: maybe a bucket of cold water yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's what's really cold. what would happen Liv you don't think uh, I mean there's not much of a fantasy there I mean other than you know the whole situation but I think you would be the one driving the action Liv probably huh I, I, I'm speechless Joe I'm absolutely <laughs> speechless I uh, and
2: she's not very often speechless, is she? I, exactly, I'm rarely I'm speechless. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess we'd have to get Igor in, involved in this discussion. He might have some words to have with you. Um, I think it's worth uh, it. No, let's
1: bring Igor. Who else? Do, let's get Tony in there too. Come on, let's yeah. just have a time.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I I cannot say what the version of myself in your sex dream would or would would not do. Um, but, <laughs> Uh, All I can say, Joe, is that I'm in a very happy, committed relationship, and I I do wish you and my mother and whoever else you are involving in your uh, sexual exploits the very
2: best of luck and have a wonderful time.
1: Well, thank you, Olivia. Thank you very much for your very diplomatic answer. Uh, (laughs) Elaine, I will see you on Saturday.
2: I hope so. Okay, very good. <laughs> all being well. And and can I just say to you all, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I don't
1: know that they get much sweeter than that, but I will do my best. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate okay.
2: it. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: You know what? I reckon if Igor was in that situation, yeah.
1: he'd casually strip down and say, guys, let's do this. Let's just do this. Let's just have ourselves a time. That's an interesting question though, right? If you could be in a situation where you could have uh, a three-way with a, someone that you're like really attracted to, you're already dating and someone that you've had a crush on for a really long time. Like what would the price you'd be willing to pay to be in that three-way? Like would another guy be in there? Obviously doesn't make it a three-way anymore, but like, I think like you add in another dude, as long as you don't, have to do anything you don't want to do with that dude i think that's a that's a fair price to pay when you said
0: price to pay i'm like calculating numbers in my head remember that should give me like a forfeit a physical forfeit
1: yeah like no just like a consolation like okay we can do this but igor is gonna be involved (laughs) or but my mom is gonna watch i would have a hard time deciding in that moment joe's answer both Let's just do it. The more the merrier. That's what I always say. Hey, let's do a little poker news. You ready with your lyrics? Let's do this.
0: What's going on in poker today? It is now time for EPT
1: Not Live News. He nailed it. He nailed it. Well done, James Hardigan. Uh, Have you seen that uh, this came out while I was in America? Phil Ivey... Is in a car commercial.
0: I saw a thread on one of the poker forums, but I have to confess I've not had a chance to view this yet. Do you know why? Because I'm making a conscious effort to spend less time watching
1: random shit on the internet. That's fine. I respect that. The weird thing is, unless you know who Phil Ivy is, you don't know who Phil Ivy is in the commercial. That's a good point. Like he's, it doesn't show him in a casino or it, with cards or it, cheating. At is it an advert where he's meant to be banco? someone or an advert where he's just a guy? That's what I can't tell if he's an actor, if he's in it as Phil Ivy the actor or as Phil Ivy playing Phil Ivy. Cause there's a bunch of other people in it. It's one of those things where it's like, it's supposed to be like these people like, we go to work every day. And like, I think the other people are also maybe captains of their industry as well. But I don't know who any of the rest of them are. And it would have been good actually for me to read up on this at all, but I didn't. So (laughs) that's it. I don't know who else is in the commercial, but I don't know what the benefit of having Phil Ivy in a commercial is other than I actually don't know what the benefit of it is. Because if it showed him like walking into a casino or like, Having a dealer turn a car at a certain angles so he can see what's printed on the back of it, that would make more sense. Oh, but even then, what percentage
0: of the population are gonna get that reference and think, oh, that's funny. I'm now gonna buy that car.
1: Yeah, so maybe he's just maybe he's just an actor now. Maybe he's just uh, maybe he's just out take, you know maybe we'll see him in the background of the next Transformers movie. Well, Daniel Negrani popped up in that awful X Men Origins movie. Yeah. So there's no
0: reason why Phil can't do the same.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. You guys should check that out. And just a quick mention, because it, it's not really that big a deal to people in Europe, but this guy named Alex Jacob was on Jeopardy this week. And uh, this is in America. And there's a Twitter account that, out there now called Who is Alex Jacob? And he's been tweeting about his experiences on, uh, on Jeopardy. Uh, he crushed it the first day. And basically, he was like game theorying the fuck out of Jeopardy like doing some things that are like borderline illegal that like you know cuz there's like a real strategy to it I he mean said, I just
0: thought it was asking questions when you see the answer on no board. but there's the
1: way the buzzer works and oh. there's all these little things that you're not really privy to unless you play on the show and he was like he, he ended up getting like the full double up a couple times of playing against folks so are, are you suggesting that there was angle shooting going on at I don't know if it's angle shooting, but you know how poker players are you know that whatever they're doing they're gonna exercise whatever is the maximum amount of juice they can get out of it and Alex really put on a clinic we all remember Liv Bury on Golden Balls. Oh, jeez. What a, what a black mark on the poker industry Liv Bury on Golden Balls is. Yeah. So uh, you guys should check that out, too, if you get the chance. I think Kev Math and a bunch of people have been tweeting links to those shows. Uh, and finally, uh, in poker news, no, it's some sad news. Some sad news. Uh, Devilfish passed away last week. Uh, he had way more fans than I could have possibly imagined people who are like really upset over this. I think
0: you have to realize the impact this guy had in the UK because everyone always talks about Chris Moneymaker and the world poker tour leading to the kind of poker boom on TV. You got to remember the UK was ahead of the US in that regard. Late Night Poker debuted in 1999.
1: It was classified as porn though, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> and that was the year that Devilfish won the first ever kind of big tournament series on TV and became an instant star. And for many people, he was, you know, he was a huge star in this country.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when I first started in poker, he was one of the first names you learn, you know, because he had a nickname and that is something that is a little out of fashion these days, but it was a really big deal.
0: Whatever you say about devilfish he was a character and it is something that the game needs now more than ever um i was very interested to read uh, an article that jesse may wrote uh, for poker news um jesse knew dave Elliott really well and he wrote a piece called a friend with a heart of gold and this describes the guy perfectly in my opinion he could be rude obnoxious cruel to dealers inappropriate to women and totally insensitive towards people of all stripes oftentimes I hated the things that would come out of the devilfish's mouth but to be honest with devilfish what came out of his mouth was never anything I gave any weight to it was all patter meant to be laughed at and discarded like leaves in the wind to me none of that really meant a thing simply I always admired the way devilfish walked in his shoes
1: I mean that's uh that's I don't know that I could say anything better than that it's very similar to the way I felt about Devilfish. You know that Devilfish and I had a run-in last year, EPT Season 10. If you guys want to check out the episode, it's Main Event London, uh, Episode 3. Uh, Devilfish plays a, a fairly large role, and Devilfish was was not being very well-behaved. And I kind of let him have it in the commentary, at which point he let me have it over Twitter, calling me a Muppet. He's actually the uh, impetus behind your, your famous screensaver
0: right yeah now, i think it's actually worth retweeting actually i'm going to make sure it goes out there again uh it's a photoshop that one of our producers brent did and it was a link we were doing at ept london where we're stood on the balcony of the grand Connaught rooms and brent very cleverly removed you from the picture and replaced you with fozzy bear but what's great about it is the kind of loving glance that i'm giving as if to say oh bless him he's a muppet kind of the way you look
1: at it as someone who's slow yeah, someone who rides the short bus. Yeah, yeah. So Devilfish uh, had some choice tweets for me after that day. He said, "You call yourself as a comedian? You're as funny as a fucking stone in a shoe." <laughs> and if you say "burn" again when I'm talking, I'll set your head on fire. So um, <laughs> that—that's Devilfish in a nutshell. And F uh, Five Poker has got the full thread of our exchange over Twitter. And I, all I'll say on that is that exactly what I said to him. Uh, During the time was, hey, Dave, man, I thought you could give it as good as you get it. And uh, we've hung out before and I always had a good time hanging out with the man. And it's always sad when someone passes away. So I will say, Devilfish, you will most certainly be missed. We got two TV shows to recap.
0: TV recap.
1: Well, I guess I know which shows we're covering. It is EPT 11
0: London. So this is the event that was held at the Grand Connaught Rooms in October 2014. The Grand Connaught Rooms. And only now is airing on Channel 4 in the UK. The show's also available to watch on the PokerStars YouTube channel. And something special that we've started with the London shows, your chance now to play along. Oh, right. There's the Play Along app. The we second have... screen app play along a poker and just to be clear this is not just something for the uk market this works with the shows that are on the youtube channel so the idea is that the game works it connects with like audio triggers that are buried in the show which the human ear can't hear so it doesn't matter when you're watching it It doesn't matter whether you're uh recording it off the tv and watching it later does not have to be a live transmission it'll work on youtube as well and you can play this game and the idea is that you step into the shoes of some of the players at the main
1: feature tables and have to kind of make decisions for them. Does the app hear keywords or does it hear like little subsonic tones? It's subsonic tones. Oh, so we could put all kinds of messages out there playing poker Stars, stuff like that? If your dog starts barking at the TV, you know it's because of us. Or it could just be because Dominic Pank is on and he is a Terminator. <laughs> Crucially, there is the chance to earn ships for a $500
0: free roll on PokerStars and already a few people say they are playing along Kenneth Moneyman who will remember Moneyman was on the rail in London
1: I do remember Moneyman
0: The new PokerStars play along interactive app features mate watching the EPT on Channel 4 so competitive I love it uh, that's a genuine testimonial from a genuine viewer Were there any were there any negative tweets about it um not that i saw really i mean the thing is i still i would still like to think that you can appreciate and enjoy the show without playing the app it just gives you another experience uh if if you if you feel like playing the game along with the show but yeah it seems that london's come along everyone's pretty excited including sasha rose who says last night i watched poker and boxing now i find myself watching a program about supercars am i turning into a bloke Uh,
1: i don't know oh boxing the sport i thought she meant like putting things in boxes because that sounds like a boring show
0: no uh justin bridges is watching the ept i like these commentators good job guys keep it up we appreciate the fun you all bring cool thanks
1: justin we appreciate hey 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 justin we appreciate you
0: now you mentioned joe there have been two shows there was uh, both of them covering day two of the EPT London main event. The first half of the day had Vicky Corrin on the main stage, along with a chap we've come across before when we did a cash game show for another TV channel, a guy called Yusel Eminoglu,
1: otherwise known as The Mad Turk. The Mad Turk, yeah, he's a character. And that's why we made him our online qualifier. Yeah, he's good. He, um, he awkwardly hits on Vicky, if I remember correctly. Talks about how he's always fantasized about her. But then he tags it, right? He tags it with like a a backhanded compliment. He's like, I've always fancied you for some reason. And Vicky's obviously sharp. She picks up on it. You guys should watch the show. Andy Smith says some great banter between Victoria Corrin and this Turk chap. Uh, Mitchell
0: Foyle York says, really love the mad Turk. Are we the baddies liked the fact that because there was a Sean Connery lookalike on the feature table, we got a Highlander reference. And Ellie Marie's found herself watching the show and a few minutes later says, oh, my God, now I'm playing along. So she also discovered the play along a poker game. I'm after. Ch- Is that what it's really called?
1: Play along? a no, poker? No, it's not. That's what I call it. Cause it sounds a bit like sing along a sound of music. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. You know, what was happening in London, by the way, at the same time as EPT London, even though it aired a long time ago was Shark Cage. Yes. And I don't know if I ever told you this story or not, but I almost spoiled the Shark Cage winner on social media. Oh, you dimwit! Okay, so uh, Trent was there, right, in London, and Trent is this awesome. What do we call him? A video assistant, camera uh, assist, camera yeah. assist. Uh, this awesome dude who takes photos on a real camera. When he takes behind the behind the scenes photos, and he was in London, he would taken a bunch in Barcelona. And they turn out great, and he took a bunch in London, and he does some in black and white and some in color, and he sent me all the photos after London. And I never post photos to Facebook. I just never do it. You know, I get tagged in plenty of photos. I just am not like a huge, like, look at what I'm doing kind of thing. But these photos by Trent were so good that I just took the batch of them and I batch uploaded them to Facebook. Now, I didn't even really look at them until they're uploaded. And I'm flipping through my Facebook album and... And I noticed that there's captions on the photo. Now, Trent had captioned all the photos like in the metadata or whatever the fuck it's called. And what I didn't realize is that Facebook reads that and then puts the photos up. Uh, puts the photos up with the captions. So I scroll through to the last photo, and it's me... This is the kind of thing that my dad would do. It's me interviewing Griffin Benger, and I'm like, oh, well, that's the shark cage winner. That's not that big a deal. It's just me interviewing someone. Like, no one can really tell what this is. And then the caption underneath it says, Joe interviewing Griffin Benger, the shark cage winner. And I'm like... Holy fuck, how do I delete? Now, because I never put photos up on Facebook, I also don't know how to delete photos off Facebook. And you know how, when you do something you shouldn't, you have that like 15 seconds of panic where like you literally can't function at all. You're like, what's a computer? Like, how does a mouse work? Again, what what is Facebook? This is very much sounding like my 70-something dad. So, I'm just going, "What what is computer? And, like, I'm freaking out, and finally I get the photo taken down... No one said a word to me about it, and I obviously didn't say anything to anyone else. And you would have got away with it if it hadn't been for that pesky podcast. That pesky podcast where I have to give away all of the uh, all of the tricks of the trade. So, yeah, I almost... Can you imagine what kind of shitstorm would I have caused if me, the commentator, spoiled the ending to Shark Cage? Like, that is just so... That's almost like reading out the wrong chip denominations while doing final pl- final table player <laughs> interest. Or forgetting to bring your shoes and jacket on Yeah, location. I guess it just would have been another and a long list of huge How do fuck you ups. still have a job? I have no idea. I have no idea. I must have had sex with the right person or saw the right person having sex with someone else. Uh, one, uh, one joke, one thing came through on Twitter, actually, James, that um, sort of upset me. This came through last night. This guy, uh, boy, what did he say here? The guy who said, I finally, ah, Jake Upton, finally watched enough EPT to hear Stapes make the same joke twice. And I know that he's sort of wearing that like as a badge, but that really pisses me off. Do you know how hard it is to come up with new jokes for the same seven people 400 episodes later? I know that he's not complaining, but it is a fucking bitch. It is hard to do. Now, luckily, every once in a while, someone new will be on the scene. And and oh, I got a blessing from up on high, James, and these London shows where there was a guy playing in the show whose last name was Ardon. Martin Ardon was on the feature table from this week's show. Martin Ardon. So I got to say this. No, oh, man, ace is in this spot. I would have a total Ardon right now. I mean, how lucky is that, that I got to make that joke? And somehow, Westminster Abbey... I have no idea how that one got through. Francine let that one get through, and which is really weird because someone else... You brought up this point, right? There was a player in Barcelona
0: called Ismail Erkonov and he was eliminated. And I believe your joke was, and if you want to know where Ismail is, he's in his room, Erkanov.
1: Exactly. He'll be in his room, Irkenoff. And that one didn't make it through. That was that was that was censored. That was like no. No, no Irkenoff. Yet Ardon did. And I think I managed to get two Ardon jokes and I think I another one where like Ardon with a semi bluff. And that one got through too. So There is no, I've just come to the determination, there is no real rhyme or reason. Joe, there is nothing more consistent than inconsistency. Yeah, which means that this whole section is probably
0: going to get cut out of the podcast also, but (laughs) we'll see. Uh, Of course, it wasn't just Martin Ardon on on the feature table. We also had a a dynamic duo on the main stage. Dan Coleman, the man who won everything in 2014, and Theo Jorgensen from Team Pro. And Theo played a couple of hands quite interestingly, so lots to discuss, with the man himself. So let's welcome Theo Jorgensen to EPT Lot Live. Thank you, James. And obviously we thought we thought we'd have you on, uh, because obviously you were one of the stars of this week's TV show, playing on the main feature table in EPT London, sharing the spotlight with Dan Coleman, the guy who seems to win everything, and yet somehow your ace is held against his kings. That was a
1: mystery, yeah. <laughs> Uh Theo, have you played so much poker at this point do you even remember aces holding against kings there or is it just like whatever?
3: <laughs> it's uh I would guess that it's one of those hands well yeah I you've definitely lost with these before so it wouldn't be the biggest surprise ever. But um it worked out, yeah.
1: And when you're playing when you're sitting next to Dan Coleman like uh, did you know who he was when you sat down next to him? Had you seen him before? Yes, I I knew he, who he
3: was. So I also knew um, that he wasn't the most talkative guy at all, uh, so it was quite interesting for me to kind of uh, just get in because I assumed he didn't have a problem just talking the two of us, which he didn't. He was a nice guy.
1: Yeah, I seem to remember you tried to talk to him about sports, and he didn't. He didn't really have much to say.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that and that bums me. Like that's uh, okay. Where do we go from here? That was a. Uh, but um, yeah. It was, it was interesting.
1: When you sit next to a guy like that, are, are you, like, obviously the guy won $22 million uh, last year. Uh, are you intimidating? Do you think, ah, oh, this punk's just been lucky? Like, what, what, what are your thoughts going into it, sitting down next to him?
3: I'm, I'm aware of the fact that he's obviously a very, very good player. I'm also aware of the fact that he's most likely not been unlucky on his road. Ah. Sport. Yeah. So I, I basically, um, I don't have, I'm, I can't recall the last time I got intimidated, but I do obviously respect a guy like that for his game and I'm 100% aware of the fact that he plays very, very well.
0: Now, obviously, this week's TV show focuses on the second half of day two of the EPT London main event, and it was uh, a mixed bag for you, Theo. It started off very well. Uh, You busted Coleman. You built up a big stack. But then, sadly, it kind of went a bit downhill from there, and very sadly, the show concludes with you being eliminated, not repeating your success of a couple of seasons ago where you final-tabled London. That's right. Uh, Is it one of the events that you prefer to others, or is it just another EPT stop? Uh, The EPT London. Yeah, it's it's
3: obviously I have some good memories from there, and I have a lot of very good friends. I'm in London right now as we speak, so I have a a lot of good friends over here. So I I do prefer, especially because it's uh, it's an amazing city, and uh, you're never bored. What are you I'm doing th- in London? I'm over here visiting a couple of friends.
1: Visiting some friends, huh? That's what I say when I'm up to something shady. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but That's you, Steve. That's not me. Yeah. I'm,
1: actually,
3: I'm actually, it's true. I'm over-visiting.
1: And are you not playing any poker while you're here? You're just here for funsies? you going to go check I'm, out the Tate Modern? Playing
3: golf, playing paddle tennis, stuff like that. I'm watching some soccer, Champions League, and that
0: was it.
1: That's awesome. I want to come hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. Oh, okay
0: couple of tweets related to this week's show, Theo. James Watts says, Theo, great fold on the main TV table. Pocket nines against six is full. And as you said at the time, you will find out eventually. And you found out that you made a good fold there. Um, And meanwhile, Kenneth Moneyman, he was playing the second screen game, the play along app that we talked about earlier on. Uh, He says, I smashed the game, but he nearly got one wrong because Theo's decision in the end baffled me and I only got it right by mistake lol, this was obviously your exit hand, Theo, uh, where you had pocket 10s, you You're roughly a 10 big blind stack, I think a lot of people in that spot expecting you to get it in pre-flop, you didn't, you min raised, then maybe expecting the stop and go, where maybe you're just going to shove on the flop, but you didn't. A rather curiously played hand, maybe?
3: You could say that. There's definitely, the uh, I could have played that better. Um, I pretty much decided on uh, making the min-raise because maybe somebody thought I wasn't committed, and I was committed at that time, at any given time. And it didn't really matter what hit the flop. Um, then afterwards, you could have argued for the fact that I should have gone away from that plan and said, okay, I'm not committed anymore. But um, I, I stick to the plan, and that was obviously a wrong decision at this time.
1: Well, Theo, i, I seen an, I, my read on the situation, and uh, I've never known you really to be like this. It looked like you might have been a little frustrated at the end of the day. Is that true? Were you, or was I just reading into that too much? I'm,
3: I'm, I'm pretty convinced you're right on that one, because I, I was frustrated about the fact that I didn't really, now talking about it later on, I, I had a very, as you guys said, I had a decent stack, and I can't really recall what happened to it. It slowly disappeared. And um, yes, I made a, a decent late down with nines but besides that i think i uh, obviously could have played some hands a lot better and uh, that includes the very last hand as well
1: hey there's something on your blog i wanted to ask you about uh you posted this blog the other day you said i haven't it's been a while actually isn't it, the other day it says i haven't laughed this hard in a really long time and it was a guy running on a treadmill
3: yes the the bet is that he has to run for the world record marathon holder one kilometer an hour, which means that he has to run with 20.7 kilometers an hour. One kilometer. But he has to run for three minutes. That's it. It's a little less, little less than three minutes. So he's got to do one
1: kilometer in just under three minutes. Yes. So it's basically, it's basically for, for a marathon runner, for the world record holder marathon runner, uh, this is the pace keeps. But for a regular person, this is basically a sprint.
3: Yes. It's a sprint for us. And that's what they run the, uh, for the entire 42 point whatever kilometer.
1: That is ridiculous. And your friend, uh, I, like-, it's like. Joke stapes. It's unreal
3: how fast it is. And yes, he got on the treadmill and he, uh, we were betting around 3,000 euros and he collapsed. We can't figure out whether he collapsed two meters before. Or six meters, but it's in between that gap.
1: <laughs> so it was definitely beforehand. He did not make it. Like He needed to he take basically not th- it. three, he three was, more he steps. Was discussing whether his face made it, but <laughs> the rest of the body didn't make it. Oh, man, that is awesome. See, that's the thing is I, I watched the video and I see him fall down at the end, but I don't know whether or not he made it because I can't understand You're what's happening.
3: About, this is two meters before. Like his body <laughs> just collapses.
1: That is crazy. I don't think. I mean, I couldn't sprint for three minutes. I don't think.
3: Now we're talking about. This is even the best thing because we're discussing it on Skype later on, and he has another try two days later. Like forty. In the bet, we are agreed on the fact that he can have two tries, and the next one will be forty-eight hours later. So obviously, I'm afraid that he's gonna take this one. He he says, "I would rather break an
1: arm than try this again." <laughs> Wait, he doesn't even want to try it again, so did you offer no, him a no, buyout?
3: No. no, well, he had to pay. He, did, he doesn't even want to try. Wait,
1: wait, like, wait, he didn't even take the second attempt. He'd he would rather did, just pay. He, paid, take, he said he would
3: rather break an arm than try this again.
1: Oh, man, that is something. Does, I mean, I assume that he's actually got some money, this guy, or is he truly does not want to sprint for three minutes again? He
3: says the last 200 meters, State and, and James, the last 200 meters was the worst seconds in his life. <laughs> <laughs> the pain in his body when he just had to go and there was nothing left was unbelievable. He's probably, as, as we've talked about to some of the cash games down in Malta, this guy has been pushed more than most athletes has ever. Because like, his
1: body just collapsed. That is, that is awesome, Theo. You've been involved in some of the best prop bets of all time. That's fantastic. I
0: love the insight into what you get up to when you're not actually at the poker table, Theo. <laughs> but this was just awesome. This was beautiful.
3: And especially because the fact I was convinced that he was going to make it. He was basically giving me a needle when he was putting it up. So I was convinced, okay, yeah, congrats. But let me just see it. And then in the end, I see this collapsing. And I think, hey, wait a second.
1: The dude didn't make it. That is awesome. That is, I mean, I was going to say that's money well spent. I mean, that's the kind of bet that even if he had made it, it would have been worth even it to you to pay. Even if he had made it, it would have been awesome. Yeah, but he didn't. So you got paid and you got the entertainment. That was a win win for you. Huge entertainment out of that one. Uh, Theo, one last thing I wanted to ask you about your blog is that uh, I, apparently you've written something about devilfish in your blog, and it's so popular at the moment that people are trying to Google translate it, and it's not coming out right. So I heard that you're working on an English translation.
3: I'm, I'm working on an English translation, but then I got a call from a couple of guys on Skype that I have to talk to right now. But besides that, I'm working on that English translation.
0: Okay, so basically all those people waiting for that English translation, we're the ones holding it up, is what you're basically saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Theo, do you have to go right now, or can you play a game with us real quick? I can play a game. Okay, fantastic, Theo. I've got a little game for you. It's called... Are you sure that's your favorite movie? (laughs) So last night, I wrote to you on Skype, asked you what your favorite movie was. You wrote back to me with two answers. You told me Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Goodfellas. Excellent choices, Theo Jorgensen. Thank you. Thank you. You've got Hardigan's seal of approval there. As far as I'm I'm concerned, he's already a winner. He's- well, he's got a- basically, I've come up with five trivia questions for each of your two favorite movies. I want to make sure- are you sure that's your favorite movie? First movie of- should be relatively easy questions if it's your favorite movie, Theo. Goodfellas up first. Theo, for how long did Henry Hill want to be a gangster? As long as I
3: remember. I always wanted to be a gangster.
1: Correct! One for one. Theo knows the movie. Theo, what's the name of the kid that Tommy DeVito kills in the card game?
0: Oh, geez, why are you doing this to me?
1: Because it's fun. Are you oh. sure that's your favorite movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. It was. Oh.
3: I, I. No.
1: Spider. Spider. And you know, when I was a kid, when I used to work at a grocery store, everyone used to tell me that I looked like Spider from Goodfellas. Did someone shoot you in the foot? Uh, possibly. All right, question number three, one and one. Spider, who got killed in that scene, Theo Jorgensen, went on to be the star of what television series? Are you serious? I don't even know that. No. No.
0: Michael Imperioli was one of the stars of The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's got it now. He's got it now. We'll give him half credit for realizing it afterward. Uh, Theo, number four. Whose wigs don't come off?
3: I'm not even sure this is my favorite
1: movie anymore. Are you sure Goodfellas is your favorite movie? The commercial! There's a fake commercial in the movie for... He's also the same guy you might want to hit up if you wanted to get more coverage at the World Series of Poker. No, no, no. Done. He's He's not gonna get it. Theo! Maury's wigs never come off. Maury's wigs. Okay, Theo is up one for four. Yeah. Last question here. What is it that Billy Bats asks Tommy DeVito to go get? Go get your blank.
0: Very famous scene in the movie. Very famous quote from the movie.
3: Go get your... I'm, I'm under time pressure here. I'm very stressed with the time. Under... Go, go get your... Go get your
1: blank box. No. Now go get your fucking shine box! Go get your shine box, the line from the movie. Uh, Theo, do you want to be let off the hook or do you want to try your hand at Butch Cassidy because you went one for five in Goodfellas? Yeah, Are you sure? just, just,
3: well, I've seen Butch Cassidy a couple of times more than that. All right. I, I, you're such a geek with this, tapes that I I really, really have no faith in myself. Theo,
1: either. I would love. you're one of my favorite people on the planet, like no doubt, okay? But I will say this. I haven't seen either of these movies, and I came up with the questions for this. So... <laughs> Are you sure that's your favorite movie? Name of the game. Here we go. Whoops, that's not what we were looking for. But that was appropriate. Uh, Theo, one last shot to redeem yourself. Hmm. Are you sure that's your favorite movie? *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid* edition. Number one. What's the name of *Butch* and *Sundance's* gang? You know what? We're just gonna skip that one. I don't think you have a prayer. He'll get it. He'll get it.
0: I'm gonna give you. I'm even gonna give you a clue. If English people want to take money out, where do they
1: say they're going?
3: Yes, yeah, he, I'm Danish. I
0: don't even know. Oh, Theo!
1: Correct, it's... Theo is Danish. We're going to give him credit for that one. He's one for one. Question number two. It was the hole in the wall gang. The hole in the wall gang. Yes. Question number two. What country does the finale take place? In what country does the finale take place? Where are they trying to escape to? They're
3: trying to escape. Now oh, I just want to make sure that. Yeah, well, it has to be Mexico.
1: Now to it's be Colombia? F- no, oh. it's Bolivia. Bolivia. Now it, to be to be fair, they shot it in Mexico, so I'm gonna give them half credit for that. <laughs> so you're 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 riding high here, Theo. Number three. During the bicycle riding sequence, what is falling on singer B. J. Thomas's head?
3: What is what? One more time.
1: During the bicycle riding sequence, what is falling on singer B.J. Thomas's head? The man singing the song, something's falling on his head. Raindrops are falling. Yes! there we go, Theo gets one for real. Phew! I'm just thrilled that I get one. Uh, Are you sure that's your favorite movie? Uh, Number four, question four, I don't think you have a prayer here, Theo. I wouldn't have known this. Let's just skip that one, that one's too hard, we're gonna skip right to question five. What is the last word said in the movie? I'll tell you this. It's a a hint. It's not English. Vamos. Vamos is incorrect. Fuego. The last word in the movie is fuego when Butch and Sundance, I assume, escape uh, at the end of the movie as as the screen fades out. That was disappointing. That was my interpretation. Theo Jorgensen, thank you very much for being on the show.
3: Thanks for having
1: me. And uh, we will see you soon at the EPT Grand Final. Look forward to seeing you in
0: Monaco, Theo.
3: Yes, right back at you.
0: It's time for us to go into the lobby on PokerStars because the PokerStars Monte Carlo Casino EPT Grand Final is less than two weeks away now. Oh, That's right. We will be off to Monaco soon. I haven't even done any of my shopping yet. For those of you who can't make it there, by the way, there will be nine days of live streaming on EPT Live. Make sure you're watching on Pokestars.tv from the 30th of April through to the 8th of May. But... As always, we would love you to actually be there in the flesh. And satellites are now running on stars. Just to highlight one in particular, this coming Sunday, the 19th of April, 5 past 1 in the afternoon Eastern Time, that's 1305 ET, there is a 700 euro qualifier with five packages guaranteed. Now, 700 euros is a not insignificant amount of money, but... We're talking about a prize package here, which is worth the better part of fifteen thousand euros, because you've got the buy into the main yep. event, you've got your accommodation, you've got your travel expenses thrown in as well, and five packages are guaranteed. If there are more runners in this, of course, it could be more than five. And there are satellites into that satellite, so you could qualify
1: for this seven hundred euro tournament for as little as eight euros and eighty cents. So you can get into the seven hundred euro tournament for eight eighty. That should be within most people's bankrolls. That should be something, playing poker stars, that you could maybe... Make a deposit if you needed to. Or
0: follow the steps. And remember, later on on Superfan versus Stapes, we're going to try and put someone on their first step towards playing an EPT by giving them the chance to win a Step C ticket.
1: That is correct. And I will say, if there is an event that you don't want to be going to on your own dime, it is the Monaco event. So if you want to play an event, you're playing in the grand final, you're getting free-rolled into like a very nice package, staying at the Monte Carlo Bay Hotel, Um, really great stuff involved in this. And the best part too, is that it's such a big buy-in for the event. It's 10,000 euros that if you happen to play this and min cash and you got in for 880 or 700 euros, that is a huge return on investment.
0: And what's weird, Joe, is we do think of Monaco as being a fiendishly expensive place. And yes, it is home to like the 100,000 euro buy-in super high roller. This year, there's a one day 50K super high roller as well. But it's amazing how affordable some of the events, some of the side events actually are. We talked about this with Malta where yeah. we had like 69 events. How many of them were like 200 euros, 300 euros? And we're
1: supposed to be blowing Malta out of the water, right? I, yeah, just I mean, saw a press release. It's now the biggest festival absolutely. again, one looking, festival later. We're looking at more than 70 events. Wow. And in
0: addition to there being an FPS event, France Poker Series event, which is a 1K, there is the Monaco Cup which is a re-entry event, which is 300 euros. There are three starting days for this. I think the field's going to be pretty special, and I think that the prize pool for a
1: 300 euro buy-in is going to be pretty massive. I mean, it's going to be like online numbers. Pretty much. On other (laughs) sites. Our online numbers are huge.
0: But crucially, every single day of the festival, so we're looking here really from like the 28th of April right through until the last day, which is Friday the 8th of May, there are 200 and or €300 Euro tournaments every single day, whether it's a No Limit Turbo event or one of those funky formats that the whole Pope insists on experimenting with. We've got Pot Limit Kircheval High Low Turbo, for example, spread here in Monaco. Okay, There is literally something for everyone. So if you manage to qualify and you don't make it that far in the main event, there'll still be side events you can afford to play. Or if you're thinking, do you know what? It's springtime. Maybe I fancy a a weekend away on the French Riviera. Maybe I can combine that with a little bit of poker. There will be a tournament for you, and you will be able to have what we like to call the EPT experience. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
1: Superfan versus Stakes. Welcome to the show, Superfan Varun. How you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, I'm doing very good. Thank you. We are we you? are
1: talking to you from uh from India, huh? Yeah, I'm uh in
2: Hyderabad in India right now. What Hyderabad? Yeah,
1: that's his name of the city. That's uh that's a badass name. Hyderabad? It sounds like a like a G.I. Joe uh villain. Doesn't it? Like <laughs> Like ah uh, it's it's Cobra Commander in Hyderabad.
2: <laughs> well, yeah that's the
1: name and uh, yeah, you should come visit sometime. Varun, you're uh, well, well thanks for the invitation. Can I bunk with you, buddy? Yeah, sure,
2: no problem. Just let me know when you're coming. I'll make myself free.
0: Now Varun, you are relatively new to the circle of superfans because you discovered EPT Live our, our live streams from European poker tour events relatively late. Was the PCA your first experience? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few, uh,
2: not live videos, uh, like which are uploaded on YouTube, but the first time
0: I actually saw a live event was, uh, this year's PCA. Yeah. And you haven't stopped since you've been with us pretty much every day. And I think you must average about 368 tweets per day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going for the new record actually.
1: What I really like about this kid is last name is, is Nitish, right? Or Nitish, right? Uh, it's pronounced Nitish. But, nitish. Yeah. Well, your your yeah. tweets are very nittish. I mean, it's a fitting, fitting <laughs> name for you. you're very nitty with your tweets. You like to pick up on the little little details that we miss. You you're a, you're
2: you're nit-ish. Uh, Well, I uh, hope I'm not nittish when I play poker. Do you play poker? What's your poker background? Uh, I started playing about I think uh, one one and a half years ago. Uh, I used to play in college mainly. Uh, but I started playing for real money uh, about four or five months ago, like the same time when I started watching EPT Live. Uh, so I'm not that uh, accustomed to real money poker yet. But uh, yeah, I'm slowly but surely I'm increasing my
0: stacks. Well, we appreciate the fact you've been with us and we appreciate, Varun, that you watched every single minute. Of our live stream of the EPT Malta final table, which was an epic broadcast. That is why you were chosen as today's Superfan, and that's why we're giving you the chance to win a Step C ticket, which is worth 27 euros and will hopefully give you the chance to try qualifying for an EPT main event. Are you ready to go head to head against Joe Stapleton in a game of EPT trivia? Bring it on, Staples. Okay, let's do this! Superfan! Versus States Okay, I'm opening the envelope the sealed envelope that contains today's questions and this game has a name. Oh It's called EP Celebrity because the questions are all about celebrities who've had success on the European poker tour
1: Varun now that you know now that you know the category. How do you like your chances? Uh, Let's see
2: Bring on the questions. Okay,
1: well... This guy's dynamic. Varun gets to go first, because, of
0: course, the superfans are the reigning champions, because Dana Craven took it down last time. I'm 0 for 2 in my last two appearances. You are. And this is a chance for the superfans to go 3-2 up. Now, all I will say, Varun, is there is a clue, a.k.a. a poor pun, in every single question, okay? So listen out for the clue. Okay. This EP celebrity... Proved he could handle the swings by finishing 51st in the 2012 PCA main event. Probably a professional swings rider. Uh, Which PCA? 2012 PCA main event. He finished 51st and he could handle the swings. Mm, The swings.
2: Did the up and down stack size swing?
0: or? No. What sport might there be a swing? Uh, baseball? No, the other one, which involves hitting a ball with a... So, to
1: be fair, there's a lot of swinging in sports, I mean. I'm going to have to hurry you, Varun.
0: Time out. <laughs> Joe, you have a chance to steal for a point. I'm going to go with Sergio Garcia. Correct. Sergio Garcia was the answer. And Joe, now it's your question. All right, here we go. This EP celebrity possibly celebrated his 15th place finish in EPT three London with a Royal
1: banquet. A uh, Royal banquet EPT three London. I know, I know of this name. He's like the celeb He's like, Oh, he's hanging out. He's on the scene. He's like he's tied in with the royal family. His name's John G- G- uh, ah, hold on, hold on. Um, but Bo- balls, Bo- something balls. Someone balls. Is balls enough? No, it's not enough. I want the full name. Something Parker balls. Something Parker balls is
0: not Fuck. enough. What's his first name? Fuck. Uh, Reginald Parker balls. <laughs> Varun, you can steal for a point. Uh
2: I know two Parker Bowls. I I'm gonna go for Andrew Parker Bowls.
1: The answer was Tom Parker Tom, Bowles. no, there's yeah. no Tom Parker Bowls. That's bullshit. Varun, there,
2: there is, I think he's a food writer. I want he t- is
1: a food writer, correct? Oh. I want two
0: thirds of a point for that. Uh no, no one's getting any <laughs> points. Uh Varun, <laughs> your chance to get on the board here. This EP celebrity came 49th in EPT9 Berlin, netting 15,000 euros. So, some sort Uh, of fisherman.
2: Netting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Either
0: a fisherman or a tennis player. I'm I'm going for a fisherman. I think probably. I think probably the latter.
1: Or a gladiator. They had a trident net a lot of the time. Was it Spartacus? Oh, I shouldn't say that's not my turn.
2: Stapes, you just trying to distract me. <laughs> uh, could you just repeat the question? Netting?
0: Yeah, this player came 49th in EPT9 Berlin, netting 15,000 euros. Uh, oh, Think no. tennis. You were along the right lines when you said tennis. Uh, Andy Murray?
1: Joe, your chance to steal. Bebacks, Boris Becker. Correct.
0: Joe goes 2-0 up. Joe, your question. His biggest score came from his fifth place finish in EPT Seven Villamora.
1: Score? Not much of a, not much of a clue there, huh? Score. EPT Seven Villamora scores. There's another athlete. What other athletes do we know that play? Um, we got Boris Becker, Matt Sundin. For a chance to steal for a point. A uh, score,
0: okay. Mm. He shoots. He scores. Uh, football, possibly basketball. Possibly football. Okay.
2: Mm.
0: EPT seven. Season seven. Villamura. Oh, Moura. Oh, Portuguese. It was in Portugal, but that doesn't mean the player was Portuguese.
1: I didn't know it was in Portugal
0: gonna have to hurry you uh frederick jensen (coughs) the answer was teddy Sheringham. ah teddy Sheringham. i knew him okay let's see if you can get on the board here this ep celebrity had a phenomenal result in the 2015 pca main event uh i think this is ronaldo Varun is on the board, but here's what needs to happen, Varun. Uh-oh. You need Joe to get this next question wrong, and you need to steal just to tie the game. <sighs> oh.
1: Hold on, let me get... I need to get some... I need to get this back. Superfan versus state. Here we go. This is my pump-up music. Here we go,
0: Joe. This EP Celebrity's final table appearance at EPT4 Barcelona was something... To sing about.
1: Ah, uh, there's only one I can go for here. Jeez. Patrick Bruel? Yeah, I got there. Joe wins 3 1.
0: Now, Varun, there is a consolation prize which we are about to throw in. And that consolation prize is the much coveted Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t shirt. We're going to throw that to you. Unfortunately, you missed out on the Step C ticket. Yeah, the shirt will be very
2: well received. Thank
0: you. We'll be in touch. We'll get your details. We'll send you the T-shirt. We want to thank you for being an EPT live viewer. Thank you for being an EPT superfan. And I hope you enjoyed the experience, at least, of coming on the show.
2: Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, So I'd be hoping to uh, make it to Monaco. Uh, There's a small chance that I'll be there, but I'm, I'm not too sure about it. Well, if
0: you do, you make sure you come and say hello.
2: Yeah, of course, I will do. I uh, hope you'll give me entry into your booth and like how you do for the team pros.
1: Varun, absolutely not. But we will certainly come say hello to you.
0: Okay, Var- Varun, thank you That's very much indeed for taking part in Superfan versus Stapes. Thank you, James. Thank you, Stapes. Later, dude.
1: Sometimes you just, you got to be straightforward with these people. You can't, you can't beat around the bush. That guy's not coming in the booth ever. <laughs> he seems like a great guy, but come on. It's going to happen. I just thought, look, I, I don't need him coming in and doing a better job than me. Taking my job. I don't need that. Uh, look, I got, a, I got a suggestion for the next superfan, by the way. Remember Marshall Yu? Let's try to get in touch with that guy. He, Marshall uh, Yu, yeah. He's awesome. He's been real supportive, and we, we haven't brought his name up at all. If you want to be a superfan, make sure you tweet at us. Hashtag at EPT not live. Let us know why you... Think you would be a good choice? Yeah, you to remember. Play against me,
0: a couple of weeks ago, we had like a, a fair few applications. They're still on the back burner, and maybe, maybe next week we'll do the uh, spin again to see who gets to go on Superfan versus Stapes. Oh,
1: one of these. Oh, it's only double the buy-in. Ah, <laughs> brutal, guys. That is it. That is all the time we've got for this week's episode of Nipi. It's called E.P.T. Not Live. That's Correct. The name of it. E.P.T. Correct. Not Live. Uh, we got one more show next week for y'all. Then we're off to Monaco. But our next week's show, more from E.P.T. London. It's the Bubble Show and more about what you can find, what you can hope to expect from us in Monaco.
0: Yeah, don't forget you can see those E.P.T. London TV shows on Channel 4 in the UK. They're also uploaded to the PokerStars YouTube channel on a Wednesday for the rest of the world to see. And whether you're watching on TV or... Or online, you can play along at home using the Play Along app. All
1: right, I gotta get out of here because I have a total ard on and I need to take care of it. Uh, for James Hardigan, this is Joe Stable Insane. Smell you later.